Welcome to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast, where you'll learn how to release the weight and manifest the body and life of your dreams. Every episode, I will be sharing tips, stories, strategies, and guidance that will help you align mind, body, and spirit so you can finally overcome your food and body struggles and fully show up as the high vibe woman you were destined to be. I'm your host, Janice Holt. Now let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast. Today, we are talking all about burnout and how it affects your hormones, your health, and your weight loss. And I am joined today by my very special guest, who just happens to be a really good friend of mine and one of my work wives, Holly Dahl. Welcome to the podcast, Holly. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. I am such a fan of the show and I'm excited to have this conversation today. I'm really honored to be here. Well, I'm really excited to have you because I know you've been a big supporter of mine and we support each other in our business and all things health and nutrition and helping our clients out. So I know my women are going to get a lot out of this discussion. Guys, Holly is a woman's health expert. She specializes in hormones. She is a nutritionist and she is the host of the Bombshell CEO podcast. And I wanted to get started with you just introducing yourself and really how you got started in your health journey and really specializing in burnout for women. Well, thank you, Janice. Don't we always teach what we need? (laughs) So my journey with burnout, well, in my previous career, I worked in the dental field and I ended up leaving because I was so burnt out. And I thought, oh, these people are so toxic. It's such a toxic industry. I can't wait to leave and I'm going to, you know, get over this burnout and, and so on. And so what do I do? I quit. And two weeks later, I'm enrolled in a business school. A couple of weeks after that, I start my own nutrition practice. And about three years into my business, I burn out again. And I think, what is going on? Like, how come I'm now burning out in my own business? I thought, Everything else was the problem. And I had to take a really good look in the mirror and realize there was only one common denominator in both situations, and that was me. And so I started to dig really deep into what the root cause of burnout is, because I think, especially now, you hear it all the time. It's become so trendy, but people are are keeping it very surface level, which I think is hurting more women. And so when I started to peel back the layers of my own burnout, I realized that burnout is a behavior problem and it's rooted in trauma. And that is why I was stuck. And that is why so many women are stuck in these cycles of burnout. Ooh, let's just stop there for a second. So the root cause of burnout is? Is trauma. Is trauma. And your behavioral response to that trauma? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Mm-hmm. I've never heard anybody say it like that before. I think that may connect the dots for so many people who are listening right now. Burnout is really deep. Like it's actually stored in your body, in your nervous system. I think that's the missing piece for people. So it is stored in the body, in the nervous system. And you can't think yourself out of burnout because it's actually a feeling and it's tied very deeply to your self-worth. And what happens is we start to use these different behaviors to overcompensate. So you might be a people pleaser. People pleasers 
usually grew up trying to please a parent. They lack boundaries. They attach worth to external validation. You could be someone who's a high achiever, right? I know Janice, you work with a lot of high achieving women, right? Mm -hmm. So love was maybe conditional. Um, if you're a high achiever, maybe you were punished for not producing a certain result. You are really tied to perfectionism. Nothing is good enough for you. And then we have the people that are hypervigilant. So this one, it's usually tied back to some type of abuse. It could be emotional abuse, but these people always go to the worst case scenario. They worry about things that will may never happen. And they exhaust themselves emotionally, physically, and mentally with this constant worry. And so burnout is this gradual response and process which you succumb to this prolonged stress that you're that you're going through, but it's actually because of your own behaviors, you're creating this stress, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's your behaviors as a response to these these emotions that are stored in your body from past trauma. So you have these experiences that happened in your past, you created coping mechanisms that are behaviors, and over time they build up. And that's why you know, there's more burnout nowadays as we get older than when we were younger and we were just, you know, living with it, coping with it. And then eventually it comes to a head and we're burnt out. Absolutely. And I think over the last couple of years, for sure, with the pandemic and everything, it's really re-triggered a lot of people's past trauma. And I think people are more burnt out now than ever before. I would totally agree. I think people are starting to recognize that all of the stuff has come to a head, right? Has come to this point where it's preventing us from showing up in our lives the way that we want, from creating the results that we want, from having the type of experience we want with our families, with our career, just being able to do the basic things even becomes harder and harder. Tell me some of the ways that you see burnout showing up in people's lives. Well, I think that people teeter, you know, because burnout has five phases. And I think they kind of teeter on the edge for way too long. And then something happens and they just can't handle it. And they're basically pushed over the edge. So some signs that are going to show up is you're going to be exhausted. And it's not exhaustion where you can take a nap and you feel better or you have that coffee in the afternoon and it perks you up it is this unrelenting chronic exhaustion that does not go away no matter how much you sleep I would say that is a big one I would also say that you just find your capacity isn't what it used to be you're snapping, you're basically losing your mind over little things that would never bother you before. That's a really good sign that you've kind of, you've gone past even the reserve that's in your body to be able to deal with things. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm just so tired. Like I understand what she's talking about. Cause a lot of people are like, yeah, well, everyone's tired. No, this is literally, you are tired from the moment you wake up until the point in time that you hit the pillow and also with the capacity some things that might be a sign is like noises okay so like normal noises like your kids are playing or the tv's on or the radio's on or maybe someone's you know your kid is practicing piano or something like that and you just you feel that rage in your body like you just are like oh my god it needs to be quiet now like you're literally 
losing your mind over things that are not, should not be triggering you like that. And then you get a lot of cravings for sugar and salt, low sex drive. You get that belly fat, I would say, and it can kind of come out of nowhere. And that's tied to your stress hormone cortisol, but you have digestive problems. You've got bloating. Like there's just so many, so many physical things that show up, but they're tied back to the emotions because the stress that we have doesn't stay in our brain, right? There's a two-way street and it communicates to our gut through something called the gut-brain axis. So we've got the stress in the brain. Um, we have this stress response to something that is not normally going to be a stressor. Like think of the day and age that we live in, Janice. Everything is causing a stress response in our body. Notifications, um, you're opening your email, maybe you're checking your bank account, you're getting a message from a client, something happens with your kids. You're not in real physical danger, but your body doesn't know the difference. And it starts that stress response in and, and cycle of stress in response to anything, whether it's a physical threat, an emotional threat, uh, you could be reliving something, it could be anticipated stress, it starts that stress response in the body. And so it's prioritizing your muscles now in case you need to flee or, you know, fight this potential threat. And it's diverting all the energy away from your your gut and that just creates a breeding ground for bad bacteria and inflammation and it's just kind of this cycle that goes on and on and on yeah so it affects your your brain it affects your body it affects your emotions it affects your nervous system everything gets triggered right it's all like this working system one thing affects the other and around and around it goes you know, one of the things that you said earlier on that i loved and i actually wrote down was you can't think yourself out of burnout. So how many times have we found ourselves at the end of our rope and just said, okay, we have to push through. We just have to get through it. And we try to use our brain to push ourselves into an action that we're physically having a response to chemically through the stress hormone cortisol or how that affects then our gut microbiome that then reconnects back to our brain that tells us we can't push ourselves anymore. Well, I think we we try to push through, but I think we also um, try some of the surface level band-aids, right? Like holidays or going to the spa and those things just are not going to work. <laughs> and then I think we feel worse about ourselves because we went on that holiday. We felt better for a couple of days and we came back and it's the same thing. Or we go to the spa, we get our massage, we get our manicure and it gives relief in the moment, but it doesn't address that underlying issue. And so it's so disappointing when you go on the holiday or you take time, you're checking the boxes on taking better care of yourself, but it doesn't seem to be working. Right. That's that self-care that we always hear about, right? Take a bubble mm -hmm. bath, go to the spa, but that doesn't work in the same way that treating yourself with food doesn't work. Like I feel bad. So now I'm going to turn to food. A lot of my clients are emotional overeaters and sometimes they recognize that they have an emotion and they're solving it with food. And sometimes it's just so automatic that they feel bad or they get triggered from that trauma. And the initial behavior that they have is just to feed it. 
in order to feel better, but we know that, you know, doesn't work. Maybe that short-term immediate satisfaction in the same sense. So you go on a vacation, you feel better for that moment, for that instant, but not in the long-term, you're not getting to that root cause. And so how do we find the, do we have to go back and find the trauma or how do we move forward without necessarily needing to look back? Well, I think that we have to really start taking a hard look at ourselves and what we've been through. And I kind of have like four pillars that I use with clients to help them recover. And so we look at nutrition, we look at supplements, we look at lifestyle and we look at mindset. And I'd love to share a self-awareness exercise with your listeners, but let's kind of walk through um, the new, the nutrition part first. So you have to understand when people are burnt out, they, they have a very depleted body and women who are burnt out, they've been going through these cycles for probably decades and not even realizing it. A lot of women who are burnt out, you know, they're not eating, they're not nourishing their body. They're not having a healthy relationship with food, maybe they just kind of don't eat all day. And then they have all the snacks at night, you know, it really is that emotional connection. So it's really making yourself a priority. And protein is really key here, because it gives you energy, it helps you feel alert, it stabilizes your blood sugar levels, which is going to help with cravings. Now, I don't agree with fasting or skipping breakfast when you are recovering from burnout. Mm -hmm. I think that fasting can have a place. Um, as long as you're doing it according to your cycle and you're not doing it from a place of restriction, it's more a place of healing, but you have to be in a very different place. And women who are burnt out, fasting, skipping breakfast, that's not going to do anything for your body. It adds a lot of stress to an already very stressed body. So you always want to eat to support your hormones. You want to keep your blood sugar stable with long lasting food. So protein is amazing. And I'm not one of those nutritionists who are like, oh, gross, a protein shake. Let's take the path of least resistance and start getting something into you in the morning so that you actually have the fuel for the day and your body can start to recover. Your body really needs nourishment. And I know women are guilty of doing this. And I used to do this. So I'm not judging anybody, but starting the day off with coffee on an empty stomach that can really amplify anxiety. It can mess up your blood sugar levels. It's really hard on your adrenal glands. And remember, those are working hard to kick out that stress hormone cortisol. So I'm not going to say don't have that coffee first thing on an empty stomach. I'm going to say, let's get the breakfast closer to the coffee so that we kind of meet you where you're at and give you something to work towards but something that's not so far out of your reach you're going to feel like you can't do it let's get the coffee and breakfast closer together so that eventually you're having breakfast before the coffee and you're having a source of protein so that could be eggs it could be meat it could be greek yogurt it could be the protein shake whatever's easy that you're actually going to have that day for your breakfast I love it when you said, meet you where you're at. So if you're someone who's super burnt out and then a, somebody comes to you and says, no, no, you have to do it this way. Now, all of a sudden that's going to trigger you even more because you're asking your brain to make a change that it 
automatically wants to resist because the brain likes everything to be comfortable and normal and safe. And what you're used to doing is normal and safe. So if somebody comes in and says, you have to start doing all of these changes, that's going to cause that stress hormone to get triggered even more. So I love that approach of really customized to where you're at and what you need to support your body in the moment. And that's not a million changes. Yeah. I just find, you know, most of the women I work with, like they haven't ate breakfast for 20 years. If I tell them this is what you're going to do and you're going to have this big meal, it's going to feel disgusting. They're not going to do it. It's going to be too much work. So it it can be a slow process, right? You might be having just that protein shake, protein powder and milk for, you might be doing that for a couple of months and then maybe, you know, having a smoothie, throwing some fruit in there and then eventually getting back to a regular breakfast. But yeah, I really like to meet people where they're at because I want you to get started on doing something that's going to help you feel better and recover. And we know that protein is also great for weight loss. It's a thermogenic food. And we want to give our body those types of long-lasting, slow-burning fuels. Especially first thing in the morning, right? When your body is now empty and whatever you give it, it's going to absorb so much faster. Absolutely. Amazing. And what's next? So supplements. When I think about supplements, I really think about bridging the gaps. And I have people come to me and they're literally taking 20 different things. And I think if you're taking more than five different things, you are taking way too many things. And in my worst cycle of burnout that I ever went through, through the course of about 10 months, I had two Ziploc freezer bags full of supplements because I just kept buying things. I kept hoping the next thing would be the magic pill. I was seeing a ton of practitioners. I spent so much money trying to get better, but the missing piece for me and the missing piece for so many women, and this is the place that I always start with my clients now, is your gut health. Your gut health is number one. And I don't mean just taking a probiotic. I want to be really clear on that because I know when people hear gut health, they think, oh, I just need to take a probiotic. Probiotics will not fix the damage to your gut. And you have to realize the years or decades of all that stress, all that energy being diverted away from your gut, the bad bacteria probably have some leaky gut going on. A probiotic is not going to help that and it's not going to be effective until you actually use something that's going to help you repair the lining of your gut. So that's number one. It makes it really hard for your body to properly metabolize your hormones if you have poor gut health. Now that backs up the liver, the gallbladder, and that can really impact the ability to lose weight as well. So a probiotic on its own is not enough. You want to find a product that's actually going to help address that damage to the gut and support digestion. I use an amazing product called Happy Juice. I found it when I was <laughs> toting around my two Ziploc freezer bags and I was desperate. What I love about Happy Juice is it supports the gut-brain access, which is the emotional highway that we talked about. It helps to support digestion. It boosts your mood, energy, your metabolism, and motivation. I've been using this product now for over eight months, and this was a key piece for my recovery journey from my burnout. Yeah, and the good thing about the supplements is that 
you know, it does so many different things and you don't have to take a million of them. And it's just easy to do on top of everything else that a burned out woman is going through. <laughs> we don't want to be changing up too much. So I love that. And so what is another thing that they can do? I think lifestyle and mindset were the last two pieces of your pillars. Absolutely. So lifestyle, I mean, there's so many things that that we can do. And anyone in the health space is going to say, you have to get off your phone. <laughs> well, what, it, what instantly happens if someone tells you that you need to get off your phone for an hour first thing in the morning, you go into a stress response, <laughs> which is what we don't want. So what I like to tell people is, yes, I would love for you to be off your phone first thing in the morning, but let's again, meet you where you're at. Can you take five minutes for you? Can you journal? Can you stretch? Can you just take some time to pour into yourself? Because remember, part of burnout is the behaviors and your condition to be busy, your condition to be distracted from what you need to heal from the most. So can you take five minutes and just sit with yourself? Amazing. So I also know that you have a self-awareness exercise that you want to run the listeners through. Yes. Because again, we can't think ourselves out of burnout. We really have to get to that root cause and understand where it is sitting in our body. So this self-awareness exercise, it's the first step in starting to peel back the layers of burnout because it really is that emotional connection that can keep you in the cycles, the patterns, the behaviors and and the beliefs and the addiction that burnout can become. So I would invite your listeners, the listeners to go through these questions and just spend some time answering them. So the first question, do I spend a lot of time worrying about things that may never happen to the point where I am physically and mentally exhausted? Do I find it hard to say no to people? Do I have a hard time creating, implementing, and upholding boundaries? Do I feel guilty if I put my needs first? Do I seek approval and validation from others? Is my worth tied to how others view me? Is my worth tied to anything external? Do I downplay my accomplishments? Do I feel restless and never satisfied? Do I feel like no matter what I do, it's never good enough? Do I have an all or nothing mindset? And do I try to control the outcome of every situation. <laughs> I think those are some pretty, pretty deep questions to start with. Yeah. And I think a lot of us would say yes, at least on some level to most of those questions. It's, it's at this point, almost a societal norm that we're expected to push ourselves to the point of burnout. And I think the whole point of this discussion is for women to see that it goes more than just that surface level. We need some more self-care. We really need to take a hard look at, you know, how are we showing up in our lives and who do we want to become and recognize that the way that we've been behaving and acting and thinking and dealing with our lives right now and our past experiences and figuring out how we can manage those in a way that serves us and get to where we want to go instead of, as you said, this burnout addiction that, you know, a lot of us do experience. Absolutely. And it is 
a body, mind, and spirit approach to look at both the physical and the emotional, but really getting to that root cause so that you don't keep uh, revolving in cycles of burnout that you can actually evolve out. So I think that's so empowering to know that we can actually get out of this burnout. I know when we're in it, it feels like we're so stuck. We don't know what to do. We think that we're at the mercy of this thing that's happening to us. But what we can actually do is look inward and realize this may be something that did happen to us, but we have the power and we have the tools that we need to move ourselves out of it and start healing and recovering so that we are no longer at the effects of burnout itself and how that makes us feel, but all that cascading of health issues, holding on to weight, feeling anxious, having our stress hormones go up and down, being snappy, everything that you've already covered, we do not have to stay stuck in that. There are so many things that we can do to help support ourselves and we have to start with where we're at. Thank you so much, Holly, for joining me today and for sharing all of this with all of the beautiful souls who follow the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. Great. So how can um, everybody reach out to you, find out more about you and what it is that you do? Yeah, thank you so much. So I think the best way to connect with me is Instagram. I'm quite active on my stories. So my Instagram handle is at Holly Angela Doll. And then of course, check out the podcast, Bombshell CEO. We've got season one, 31 episodes, a lot of juicy stuff in there. And I do have a couple episodes that are directly talking about burnout, the root cause, the stress cycles, how to break them. And I think that if you've enjoyed this conversation between Janice and myself, that you would love the podcast and check it out. Thanks again, Holly, for joining us. And thanks everybody for listening. Go and check out Holly Angela Dahl on Instagram and the podcast Bombshell CEO. I'm sending you all the high vibes. Take care. If you love what you're learning on the podcast, you have to check out my free course at highvibeweightloss.com. In this training, I share with you the three key steps you can do right away that will help you get started releasing the weight and elevating your life. Join the free course, get the complimentary guidebook, and get started at highvibeweightloss.com.